0: Hello and welcome back to the final whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and as always I'm joined by my partner in crime Daniel Fears. How are you Dan? Good thank you. How are you? I'm very good thank you. Now in today's episode we're going to get to hear footballing stories from a man who has cemented his name in English footballing history. He's the EFL's answer to Sergio Ramos. It's Matt Mills. Thank you for coming. How are you doing Matt? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm doing a lot better after that plug. Uh Ramos yeah I'll take that. Um uh, well, thanks for that.
0: So um you've played right back um center
1: back and midfield. Um what would you say is your strongest position? Oh definitely de- definitely center back mate. I think um I think the the right back gig um I think it was just you know when it's it's, a need, it's been a needs must um and, and same for the, the centre midfield or holding midfield in three. Um, it, would, it, was, it would be quite rare uh, for you to see me have played in, in probably either of those positions. But um, I guess, like I say, when it's a need to muscle and, uh, and the manager asks for a favour, then you'd be glad to be on the pitch and, and play a part. So, um, which club have you enjoyed playing at most? Oh, it's a difficult question. I think... Um, you know, there's always, there's always ups and downs in football. Um, and I, I try to take the positives out of every club I've been at. Um, I was starting, in, starting, you know, going back to the start, I came through Swindon Centre of Excellence where I grew up and it's great because I played with friends. Um, Southampton was a fantastic environment to come through the academy. You know, you look at the players that, that they developed um, within that period. Theo Walcott, Gareth Bales Adam Alana's. There's there's loads, you know. So we had a really good uh, we had a really good academy, um, and then going to Man City was a great opportunity to play in the Premier League. Went to Doncaster and got promoted, which is great. Um, Reading was was fantastic. Unlucky not to get to get promoted at Wembley. Um, Leicester uh, was. Was a good and bad experience um similar to Bolton and uh then obviously going to Nottingham Forest huge club uh really enjoyed my time there um then then went over to, to India to to play for a year and then and then done obviously doing a player coach role at um Forest Green. So that's been like a bit of a whistle stops <laughs> story of my career. But um yeah loads
0: of positives along the way. Obviously um when you were at Forest, I think it was, you were there one of the seasons year when we just stayed up under Warburton. What was that like, the whole season's experience? It was a difficult year. That was my
1: second year. And um, I thought the first year went really well. Um, obviously, I was like top goal scorer at Christmas. And um, we had a decent squad. We had a few injuries and lost a couple of players. But we had a, we had a good core. Uh, we had a decent manager and uh, Dougie Freeman. And then when he left and obviously Philippe came in, um, Philippe Montagnier, it was just a really bad pre-season and I, I think the team, the team just really struggled under him. Um, he was a bit clueless to be honest and, and we put ourselves in a, in, a, in a bad position. And then obviously Mark had to come in and we, we stayed up kind of on the last day. So um, not really where you, you want to be seeing Forrest and, and certainly not where I wanted to be spending um, my season at the bottom of the league.
0: Now, you've recently announced your retirement from playing football. Now, what does the future hold for you? Do you want to stay in the game as like, a coach or do you want to go into another profession?
1: It's obviously last year doing, doing the player coach role. It's good, good exposure to, to, to obviously um, see what it would be like to go into coaching. But um, no, I've taken the decision to, to completely walk away from football. I've got um, an opportunity within, within the family business um, too good to to turn down really um we place uh, part-time strategic fds into to mid-tier businesses so um i guess in football terms i would be like a, an agent for, for superstar finance directors so um I'm, yeah com- i guess it's completely different to, to what i've been used to. so what was it like playing out in um india what was the difference between that and over here it was a lot hot mate <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah it was it was
1: really good I, were, you know I was at a time in my career when I, when I left Forest and I did a medical at Sunderland and I went and trained at Wigan. Um, I thought I'd probably play in a championship for another couple of years, but um, with one thing or another it didn't it didn't quite work out, so um, I took the opportunity to go over there um, and I've, I've mentioned previously it was it was just a, it was good just to kind of step out there. The pressure cooker, which is English football, really, um, training 40 degree, kind of plus heat, sit by the pool in the afternoon um, and just have a different lifestyle. So I was really pleased that I did it.
0: Were the fans um, as into the game as they are over here? Uh,
1: it's, it's different. It's different in the sense that in England, it's like if you lose, everybody wants to kill you and, and they hate you. Um, and if you win, like Europe, you know, you are walking on water. Um, Whereas over there, I think they're more um, appreciative um, that, that people have come to the country and want to further the game. Uh, win, lose or draw, they'll, they'll you know 100% support you and wish you well. So that that was also really quite refreshing um, after obviously I could say being in the pressure cooker of English football for so many years.
0: Now, in FIFA 20, I don't know whether you're aware, you have two-star skill moves is your rating but there is a video uh, i found on youtube a few days ago from your time at bolton um it showed you produce a very cheeky back heel pass so do you do think that you deserve some more skill move stars or will you take two
1: um depending what my defensive capabilities are i don't think too too bad is it for a centre back um no. did you start, did you to do a bit in in, in training and uh, yeah, a few flicks and tricks come out in games, but I think the priority was always. I know the uh, the clip you're alluding to because Mara's tried to close me down and I chopped it inside. And I uh, yeah, I've seen it myself. But um, few and far between, I think the tricks keep keep them to the to the player players.
0: Now, of course, when you were recently at Forest Green, you were with your brother Joseph. What was it like playing in in a squad with your brother? Yeah, it
1: was great. Um, he was captain, um, playing left back, our top goal scorer and top assist. So, so he was flying last year, and um, be interested to see where he ends up next year. Uh, I think you know there's a, there's a lot of people interested in him. But no, it was nice for the family to come and watch, you know, and the parents to come and watch mm-hmm. us play. You're playing that again, I always wanted to do. I think I mentioned it on Soccer AM about 10 years ago that one day I wanted to play with my brother. So it was good to good to do that.
0: I remember as I went, um, it was this come this just-gone season, down to one of the Forest Green matches, uh, it was uh, at home versus Salford. Yep. And uh, I, I remember I met you there, um, very kindly gave me your shirt. Um, it's the one thing I did take from going down to the League 2 match, of course, very different to Forest, the fact that it's a lot closer to the pitch. When you were obviously playing in League 2 in that season, did you... Um, did you feel that you know, closest to the fans because you can hear more of what they're actually saying?
1: Um, I think you're kind of in the zone, really, when, when you're playing, um, you know, with, even if you're warming up at Wembley or if you're warming up at the City ground, you can hear what people are saying and stuff. I guess on a, on a smaller scale, it um, in lead to, yeah, you probably do hear more voices, but I think the reality is you're, you're kind of concentrating on, on the game and, and don't really pay too much attention to it anyway.
0: Now, we asked Matt before the recording uh, to produce you know, or think about a five-a-side team of the best players or the kind of players he's played with, and we're just wondering uh, what names you would put into a dream five-a-side. Would you go more? Latan Ibrahimovic and put yourself in every single position of the pitch. No, I definitely wouldn't
1: do that. Um, playing, I, I, I did my one playing against the other day, which I think is probably more impressive. I think I went Ika Casillas, Sergio Ramos, John Terry, Ronaldo. Um, maybe I go? Kaka, maybe Fernando Torres. I think Gerard. I think might have been in it. Uh, yeah, Jarrod, not Kaka. Um, played with, I would probably say uh, Joe Hart or Casper Um Defensively, I thought Richard Dun- Richard Dun was was very very good. Um, uh, it's tough. Uh, Shane Long was on fire. Late, late, late. Um, Guilfi Sigurdsson was good. Alano, remember Alano at Man City? He was a top player. I actually played with, well, I trained with Matt Letizia a couple of times at time. It's, it's it's really too it's too difficult. I, I, I know you asked me before and I said I'd I said I'd come up with it. I still I, I still haven't managed to work and you know I'd be fortunate enough to play with with and against loads of fantastic players. So how was your time at Man City? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean uh, Southampton had always been in the Premier League through my, through my academy, and then they got relegated the year when I, like I was 16 um, or 17. So I played in the first team in the Championship, and then and then obviously made the move because it was the Premier League. City were a huge club. City are a huge club. Um, so to go up to Manchester was quite daunting. I was only 19 and moving to. Manchester on my own, a million miles away from anyone I knew. Um, but I thought it was the right step. It was a great experience. Managed to obviously play a few, few games in the first team. Um, I still live in Manchester now. I still live in South Manchester. So it's, it's a place that, that I now call home. So I think it's a, it, was, it was a good decision.
0: And obviously, um, you mentioned at the start you were in, going up through the academies at multi, uh, different clubs. Um, when you were growing up, uh, did you did you want to become a footballer?
1: Um, it sounds like a, an easy question, but yeah, I, I, I did. I did want to be a footballer. But at the same time, um, you have to sacrifice a hell of a lot. And I think for me personally, it was more around about the fear of failure. Like I didn't want to do something like get released or got told I wasn't good enough. So that that really inspired me to to train hard and and and. Uh, and succeed really. Um, it's, I don't think it's as, it's as simple as what people think. Like, can't you just play football for them? It must be you know, great.
0: Mm-hmm. There are
1: good things about challenging things as well.
0: Now, as well as that, um, was there any footballing uh, or your, any idols you looked up to when you were growing up?
1: Um,
0: I remember watching Euro
1: 96, obviously. Gaza was big on the scene. Um, David Beckham was huge, obviously, for anyone kind of my age. He was like, he was the player wasn't he? That kind of came through. And was, was a little bit different in terms of all the off-field stuff as well. And, and he was a great captain for England. So probably say probably say Beckham. But I guess a lot of people my age would, would kind of lean towards him in terms of what he did for the country. Um, for England, yeah. Mm.
0: Now, was there anyone uh, that you'd... Obviously, there's many people you listed that you've played with and against. Is there anyone that you could, if you didn't want to offend anyone too badly, that you did not enjoy playing with? I enjoy playing with? Um, no, not, no, not, not overly. Um, or even against think... anyone that was a bit troublesome. And against, um, I remember when I was
1: really young and I went out on loads of Bournemouth and Dean Windass was playing for for Bradford. He he gave me two black eyes. John John Peru was difficult to play against. Obviously six foot six, absolute powerhouse. He was tough to play against. But uh, but then you play against, then you play against smaller flag players who kind of drop into spaces that are difficult to to mark and. No, there's there's always challenges, but that's that's one of the things I love. It's kind of working you know, on how to get the best over your, how to get the best out your opponent. So, who's your favourite um, player that you've played with? Favourite player, as in friendship, or? or uh, yeah, friendship. Uh, it's a lad called Ben Haymer, uh, he's a oh, yeah. goalkeeper at Derby now. You can see you've got a Forest shirt on, so you're. It's not, It's not.
0: Not approved. Yeah, <laughs> West
1: he, he actually made for Forest. Actually, when I was there in the first year, you'll probably see that if you look it up online. But it didn't go through because of some legal, some paperwork in, in the club being embargoed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he was best man at my wedding. Got to up to my door.
0: Well, um, that's that's all we have time for today. Um, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on and you know sharing just a bit of an insight into your footballing uh, career. Wish you all the best with your future outside of football. You know, you're always welcome to come on if we need you to, um, to slag off Darby for us. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to thank everyone for listening. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. That was the final whistle.